We laugh. We cry. We learn. But really, what doesn't kill you makes you better at managing clients and everyone. I'm Morgan Friedman, and this is Client Horror Stories. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Client Horror Stories. I'm honored and excited to have on tonight Ben Nuttall. Ooh, I didn't, Ben, I didn't ask you if I had to pronounce your name when we were chatting before. And did I, did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, that's good. It's a good, good enough. You're uh, with, with, with my uh, American twist. Uh, yeah. To the, yeah. The, um, in, in honor of interviewing a Brit tonight, I have my American flag coffee mug with tea in it, but tea in honor of Ben. But, um, but Ben, uh, you have quite a story about your first job and lots of lessons that, um, uh, lots of lessons that, that we can share so that other people could avoid the horror stories that, uh, that you survived. Let's, uh, let's jump right in. I'd, I'd love to hear the story. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I mean, basically, just to begin with, I should say, um, I mean, I, I work at the BBC now, so I'm in, you know, a big corporation in the UK and um, very, you know, very well formed organization and, and with good software development practices. And, and I, I was going to say that I, I work with a lot of I mentor a lot of younger, you know, graduates and, and junior members of staff. And um, it's amazing to see how the difference between my my first job and some of, you know, some of the people I'm working with there first experience is uh, is much more kind of um catered for and looked after and they the you know they thought about properly and um mine was was quite different so i mean even from arriving at the interview everything the the there should have been alarm bells uh, going off but i i was young and naive and didn't didn't see the signs really but uh, everything from uh, but, turning but, up but by the way i just i uh, uh one add said that's a good point i hadn't thought about before that your first job ever really frames what working should be like so it, it like kind of sets the norm so if someone graduates and gets an awesome job at the bbc as their first job they kind of think that's what all jobs are like and that's that, that that's that's how the universe works but you can definitely attest that it's not that not all jobs are like that yeah, I mean, if you join the BBC today, you know, you, you'd have so much support, and you'd have you know good line management, and uh, you'd have um, you'd have an expectation about what you know what a, what it is working in a company. You'd be one tiny part in this huge system, um, and you're kind of on a, on a you know you're expected to be on a learning curve. You're not really handed great responsibility, you know, as a as a junior or a graduate. But um, in a in a completely a completely other sort of case of affairs like the one I I joined in. And, I was the only developer, you know, web developer in this in this thing, and I had to run this website and get it up to, you know, get it straight to what we we would never refer to it as production because there wasn't anything else. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, essentially <laughs> the the equivalent of of what we'd call that. So yeah, really, so really this, different experiences people can have. Totally, totally, and um, and and you judge all of it by first, like the way I kind of judge the way the world works is the way I thought the world worked when I was 13. Like when you're 13 and you're starting to understand the world, that's kind of what normal is. So, uh, so your, your first job has a similar sort of effect to that. Yeah. 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 
So let, let's let's jump in. Let's uh, uh, let's go through this story, starting from yeah. uh, starting from the first interview. What happened? So yeah, I uh, I turned up at the interview and I kind of thought, well, you know, what do you what do you wear for an interview? So I was wearing my uh, you know like a full suit um, and you know smart smart trousers, smart shoes, and, and a shirt and tie, and uh, and, I, and I get there and I I ring the bell and. You know, I'm worried about getting there on time and, you know, trying to find the place and all that kind of thing. So I'm kind of getting a bit flustered getting there on time and, and getting there. And, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I show up really smart and I, I ring the bell and a guy comes up and he's wearing like beach shorts and flip flops and like a, you know, uh, like a uh, scraggly sort of top. And, um, and, you know, and I'm there in this full suit. And I, first of all, I say, you know, I'm here for an interview with with Chris. That's who I, you know, just some guys, I, some guy that I'd um, been emailing with. And the first thing he said was, "Oh, Chris doesn't work here anymore." <laughs> and now this is this is like a, you know, this is an alarm bell. Like, okay, the guy I was speaking to on email two, three, four days ago has gone, and you know, they're not expect they're not expecting me. So for me, going, I hope they don't, you know, mind that I'm here like bang on time and not early, or you know, something like that. And I hope I'm dressed okay and all that kind of thing. They weren't even expecting me because the guy doesn't work there anymore. Um, yeah. So instead so of thinking, so there are two. I, I like articulating the red flags uh, as we see them for our younger versions of ourselves watching. So the first, so red flag is the is the very informal clothing combined with not just the guy didn't work there anymore because people are fired or they leave. But like that rapid transition without a handoff or expectation, like like that's like like today we would realize, wait, that's that smells fishy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, if I was if I was running an interview, even if I wore kind of casual clothes for my for my day job in an office, um, if I knew I was having an important meeting or meeting some external partners or interviewing somebody, I would you know maybe not go the full you know depending on the 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 company in the position or whatever but maybe not go the full suit or anything but you would at least dress reasonably smartly you know um but i suppose he wasn't expecting me so he has that excuse um so yeah the guy the guy doesn't work there anymore this guy welcomes me in and says well okay what what, what job were you applying for and uh, i tell him you know web developer and he says oh yeah yeah come on in um, sits me down and he's searching for my CV and my resume in, in his uh, in, in this other guy's email uh, inbox. The guy who's left, and he's searching for the for the for the for my resume. And he finds it and he scrolls through it. And this is again me thinking like, oh, I, you know, I've spent ages getting the typography right yeah. and aligning all the columns and everything, again, making sure the right words are in the in focus. And he's just scanning through it in front of me in ten seconds. And then, you know, he says, oh, have you, can you show me some websites that you've made before? And I give him a bunch of URLs and he types them in and, you know, opens up a few tabs and flicks around them and that kind of thing. And um, I don't remember him asking me any technical questions as such. Um, I think it was just a case of, you know, if you can make websites, then, you know, you can sit in this chair and you can make websites for us. So um, he just flat out offered me you know I don't think he offered me the job immediately he just said could you come in tomorrow uh, and do you know do like a trial day and see how you get on and then well you know as long as you can do tomorrow then you can have a job Uh, so I did that and that was a Friday so I did a full day's work sort of as a trial on a Friday and then he said well you know we were talking about me starting the new job on on the Monday but he actually straight off said 
are you are you free tomorrow? I think I'm thinking Saturday. They don't surely they don't work Saturdays. Um, and I'm like again, I'm like I sort of hesitated, but I thought, well, <laughs> well yes, I am free. I'm, I have anything else to do. Um, well, you know, and he said, oh, could you come in and do another day tomorrow? And I, once I got started, I realized this was kind of a habit. He would try and get that extra odd day out of you. And I and naively just kind of thought, well, surely they'll, you know, they'll pay me overtime for any of these extra days I'm doing. And, you know, that wasn't that wasn't the done thing. He was just he was just doing that, you know. Um, and eventually, you know, after a while, I got kind of used to it. And I, I started to say no. So I, I want to add that that's a really good lesson because what happens all the time is people do that, these little things to try to get an extra hour, an extra four hours, an extra little things. And you don't really notice it just because it's the, it's just like an extra few minutes, but, but it, but it, it all, it all adds up. It, remi it reminds me of taxi drivers in certain cities whose cities names I won't name where they, where they purposely take the slightly longer route to your destination just so they could get that extra minute of the taxi fare i mean i'm not sure this is what, what it was but there's also the the kind of psychology of asking small favors and increasingly bigger favors from somebody Ooh. that get to the point where you're you're kind of asserting your power over them and you're only asking for small Ooh. things and they keep saying yes and they get into the <laughs> habit of saying yes and before you know it you've you know you've got full control of that person um but yeah that's, Ooh, that's, that's not where, where, where i'm going with this story but yeah uh, so yeah, uh, got started and it was, um, uh, in fact, yeah, the first day was interesting. Um, they, he, it kind of turned out that he'd been building, um, this kind of web product on behalf of his, his boss and, uh, had, had almost overpromised and said, you know, we're going to have this thing ready to demo or ready to launch or something by such and such a date but they hadn't hired a web developer yet. So he was kind of throwing it together himself. And like he was a bit of a jack of all trades kind of IT person. Um, and um, yeah, he'd kind of thrown this thing together using kind of using the wrong tools. And like he was using an e-commerce framework and it was kind of just because he he used that kind of thing before and he knew how to edit the templates for this particular e-commerce e framework. And he, you know, he just bodged this thing together and made something like kind of appear like it was working, and you know, sat me down on it my first day and said, you know, we've got to have this done. And it was essentially a a, a, um, a platform where you you would embed kind of Flash and Unity games that people could play on the website, but rather than just games that you can play for free and like an, you know, um, just at your own will, you were playing. You'd sort of play play. Um, pay credits to play the games and you would have an option to win prizes so some sort of leaderboard and you would um you know so the system basically needed to connect these we drop in the games but the games needed to sort of record your score at the end so you had to have a login and you, the, you, you had to have that interactivity between the this this embedded right. game and the back-end system I, just, I have no idea what i'm doing i don't know where to where to how to get this thing to work sits me down next to a, one of the game developers who'd made this cool little game and I had to we had to figure out between us how how to get you know communicate between them and he at some point in the afternoon we were making some good progress but some point in the afternoon the the guy in charge came, came back in and said you know we've got to have this finished today nobody's going home until this this thing is finished and this is my first day on you know on the job wow um, and we were there until um, nine o'clock at night 
9 p.m. Um, and we kind of got it to a point where this, the guy was happy with it. So we got to go home, but yeah, I just uh, carried so, on. Went back the so next I, day, carried on. So I want to make two comments on that. First, like that's a massively huge red, red flag. Um, not just to make you stay late. Sometimes you need to stay late, but like you're not going home until this time. That just shows terrible planning and or maybe not just planning but on top of that it's important a little bit like the we we're saying a few minutes ago that your first job sets your expectations for what all jobs are like your first day at a job sets the expectations for what the job is going to be like so if that's the first day uh-oh yeah yeah i mean i could have easily just walked out and said this is you know this isn't working out for me and i could have gone and found another job but i was you know, I kind of went along with it. I was, I needed, I needed a job because uh, I just finished university and I needed, needed to be able to pay the rent and things. So um, I was kind of happy to just have something that I was going to get paid for. So, um, yeah. Wow. So, okay. So then that that happened. You eventually went home, and then yeah, and then. Uh, I suppose it, it didn't quite carry on exactly the same way. You didn't have late, you know, late nights regular or anything, but. Um, you know, we carried on building the site, and uh, they had some people throwing money at uh, you know Facebook ads for this website. Once we built, kind of built it up enough that it was it was ready to use, and uh, there was lots, all sorts of little crazy, you know, crazy little things like the they they'd used. Um, uh, I should I should actually go a bit a bit of background about the company. So there was a company, a property development company. So they owned properties and rented them out, and bought and sold properties, refurbished properties, that kind of thing. That was the main business, and um, the, uh, the the owner of the you know the the director of the company had you know so this is this is 2011 so iPhone apps are the big thing of the year right. um, at the time and he said you know we should we should make we should get a we should get a team on the side making apps and we'll make we'll make some apps and we'll make some money you know we could make a big app and and you know make millions from from an app that was kind of his 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 dream plan. So we got the guy who kind of coordinated his his IT for the company, so that ran the property website and that kind of thing, and just said, "There you are. There's a budget. Go and hire some app developers and things like that, and some designers and stuff, and you know, make some apps and try and make some money." And that's mm-hmm. where this this kind of little team had, had come from. And gave us okay. this little dingy little office, where it didn't have any, you know, it was like concrete flooring, bare concrete walls with graffiti all over them. And just put a load of PC, you know, PCs in there, and sat us sat us all down, and just, um, let, you know, we just got to work on these. And, but they, they kind of fed us these things that this is what you're going to build, and you're going to make a website for this, and you're going to make an app for that. And um, yeah, there were little things about this this website it was building, like the they had they had designed uh, a bunch of graphical assets for for a game that was all to do oh. with farmyard animals. And it kind of, for whatever reason, they haven't gone ahead with it. But they had all the graphic design assets lying around. So they said, well, use those as the theme for this website. So this arcade game website had all these farmyard animals and stuff all over the... It was it was just loads of little things like that that were strange that, in, you know, don't really make any sense without the, the background. But uh, we got the thing off the ground. We had people using it because they, they were using Facebook ads and things. Um, we were actually giving away prizes, you know, small things. Um, 
sort of low, you know, quite low value prizes. People were just you know just trying to get the ball rolling. Um, people were playing the games, and uh, yeah, it, was, it actually you know had had a pretty good time building it. It was good fun. Um, I was quite I was kind of left left to to my own. So I, at one point I swapped out the this. Uh, e-commerce framework backend from you know for something custom because it didn't didn't really make sense it was too hard to kind of work around so um, you know I got to do it my own way and I you know we built up this thing and it was quite cool and uh, it was good fun for a while um, so, yeah. so so the, so um, so that's great I found interesting your offhand joke when we were just starting a few minutes ago that oh there's no notion of a production database because that imply something interesting that like when when companies just hire young and experienced people that don't know how to do things like they won't even realize oh yeah there are these processes that that uh that that kind of made sense that probably led to like a bunch of challenging sort of situations like the classic oh no i just deleted the production database yeah yeah i mean all sorts of things we didn't use any version control um because it wasn't something you know that I mean, it's really you know really common now for for young develop you know new developers to to pick up, but it sort of it was things like Git Git and GitHub were you know they weren't really they weren't really as 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 broadly used as they are now, and it was there were were people using things like Subversion at the time, but it wasn't very. Um, I remember know, Subversion. Yeah, it's old you know, school free yeah. Git. But yeah, we weren't even using that. It was just it was just really amateur. Uh, but as I say, I was the only web developer, and I didn't. Um, I didn't have anyone tutoring me or teaching me or showing me the ways, um, uh, and you know they were paying they were they they paid you know cheap salaries and they didn't have they didn't have the they just had a bunch of people like me just out of university or just looking for a job, um, so yeah they didn't get the they didn't really have like a source of of experience or talent you know just just uh, yeah people willing to have a go. So question. You described a couple of like horror moments over the for the interview and then the first couple of days. As it went on, did uh, did other disastrous situations slowly, slowly, uh, slowly unravel themselves? Yeah. So um, I mean, one for instance, there was um, the the guy who owned the property company was this kind of um, young entrepreneurial tycoon type um, who had this. Demeanor that he, I mean, he was quite young and quite uh, quite a small guy actually. But he had he had this his kind of like his best friend from school. Like they'd grown up together and was this great big like great big like bouncer type guy. Um, and he basically hired him to to be his driver. So they, you know he bought you know and he bought this uh, Maserati car. It's great big like one of the most expensive cars you could get um as a present for his for his friend you know who was his driver um and so yeah there was just weird moments like that this um uh this guy just turning up with this maserati and doing laps of the car park in it um but yeah this the the guy the, the owner guy um he kind of we noticed he had this kind of a way where if somebody was, um, if somebody had annoyed him, and he, you know, or he wasn't very pleased with somebody, or, you know, he wanted to, basically, if he wanted to get rid of somebody, rather than just tell them like, you know, you're fired, and get, you know, get rid of them in, in those kind of, in those kind of words, he would sort of turn it on them. So he would, um, he would, he would have a go at that person, in, you know, in private. You know, take them into his office, have a real go at them, 
yell at them, tell them they're rubbish, all this kind of thing, to the point where that person would be infuriated and, you know, just just want to just want to walk out of the place. And so they, they it would be on them that they would just storm out and and say, no, I'm not taking this anymore. And they would, so this happened two or three times. Uh, so one of the one of the kind of project manager type people that had been brought in, um, you know, one day. He, he, you know, he was called in to see the guy and he just came out just storming, like throwing things into his bag and muttering to himself and swearing and shouting and telling, he just sort of announced to the room, like, you know, I'm off, I'm not taking any more of his, you know. And, uh, yeah, and that happened a couple of times, like we noticed. So uh, the guy actually who, who brought me on originally, the, who was kind of the one I reported to, the one who interviewed me, you know, the same thing happened to him, you know, a, month, a few weeks later, I guess. And we got to the point where he'd kind of gotten rid of all of the anyone who wasn't just a developer or a designer. So there wasn't anyone really in between. Uh, although I suppose there was another guy who um, there's a guy there who was he was he was he was younger than me. He was still at university, but he was on a kind of a placement year. Like there's a thing they do in UK universities where you you do two years at university, then you do a year in industry, and then you come back. And never, his never his uncle his uncle was kind of t- something to do with the property business, and so he got him in and said, you know, come and work at this place. They're doing this apps business, but he put him at the top, so he was like essentially one of the two leaders of this company, um, even though he was like nineteen and never didn't have any work experience or anything. He was really nice and everything, but he was just you know out of his depth. Um, so this is this is interesting. So there are a couple of things that now are old enough and experienced enough is the nicer euphemism to recognize as red flags that are that are worth mentioning. First, having someone that's like that not just got got a job nepotistically, but it's just a kid on a placement there, like in a serious job, having that that person like in in, in a position of leadership is like hmm, like. How come? How come there isn't anyone uh, uh, like like anyone who has a who's a seriously focused on the company and like in um, in a position like that? That would be a red flag to me. Another red flag, and a more that's uh, more subtle, but I find interesting, is the lack of a level in between like the top and uh, and 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 uh, all, all all the developers. Where where it's it's interesting. I've known some companies like this, and they usually turn out to be disasters. Like without a middle class. Like you usually have like, so in, in, in some companies, the companies without a middle class, you have like the big leader and then like, and then, and then lots and lots of soldiers on the bottom while the more middle class companies have like the leader, vice presidents, you know, and directors and, and then a whole bunch of levels until eventually gets, gets down to them. And, and like, and that feels much more, uh, less subject to the whim of what the great leader is saying than, uh, than the first type of company. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've worked in different companies before and um, had, you know, I've I've been in a company where I've I've reported directly to the CEO and had like kind of a, a in a small company and had quite a good a good relationship. But um, and then you know, I've, over time things have got you know more and more structured and there's been more and more layers. And sometimes you think, well, if you've got a good CEO that you want or you know somebody you want to work closely with, you're being separated from them by some of those layers being put in. Um, but sometimes it. You know, it's a good thing because you don't really want to be, um, you know, at the whim of, of the CEO and you don't want to be, you know, in the direct kind of line of fire. You want it to be kind of filtered down through the, you know, you, you kind of want a bit of separation there. So, right. Uh, yeah. 
that but yeah, uh, it kind of it kind of went from there being pretty much three layers to essentially just being the two so him and everybody else very flat but the at, middle yeah, at the time he's he's got rid of people he's you know essentially fired them and um and then he's just barking orders at us now so now we get to the point where um he's just telling us right okay we've kind of canned off the website for now we've put that on the on the on the side we're going to restructure the way that we sell kind of tickets for these games rather than um you know the way i described it earlier with the where you buy credits um so it's not kind of this open season game anymore it's this thing where he wants to build up a thing where he will kind of raffle off a thousand tickets in a go and then then the game will go so it didn't really require any work anymore and so he said right okay that's on the side now we're going to focus on making apps so this is a, this is a point where it's just the guy at the top and he's reporting to everybody else uh, so he's telling everybody else yeah. make apps and we got got to a point he said everybody uh, is now in teams of um so teams of three two developers and a designer and between each pair each each three you have to make um two apps a day so one oh, one app a, one app a day one new app a day per developer and the designer split between the two so yeah oh, one yeah. new app per day so you'd yeah. be writing ideas on the whiteboard like you know and you haven't got you've got a day you haven't got time to like like could you do any app more complex than like tic-tac-toe or like or like yeah i mean you you, you yeah you didn't have any scope for anything interesting right you 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 quickly run out of ideas that you could you know things like that, that you can do and you end up going for variations on you know the same thing so some form right. of quiz and you've built a quiz and you could just go well now we change the questions the exact same code the exact same framework whatever but there's different questions so it's oh it's a sudden such a quiz game and you you know that's it that's what i ended right. up doing most of the time and I wow. so this, developer, so. this is this is a huge red flag of not just like crazy unrealistic expectations but it's such an intense work rhythm that it's it, it has to be designed to burn people out because that, that would burn any human out okay. yeah and you're just you know you're wasting your time because you know not all this stuff is gonna gonna work and you but you couldn't really raise any um any issues because you know he would kind of say well you know we're just testing the water. So if somebody, if if an app gets a load of downloads, then we'll put we'll put all the resources on that, and you know, half the team can focus on making that app better, and we'll make it good enough that it will. You know, he was just trying to like, just throw as much stuff at the wall, see what sticks, and then you know we'll we'll support that one, and we'll we'll take that one forward. Yeah. Um, and that was his approach. He just thought that would work. You know, he's got no experience in the IT industry, doesn't know the app market, uh, doesn't know how to manage developers or how developers work or how. I think one of the things I've I've noticed throughout my career really is that um, it's really easy for managers and directors and people to, especially if they're not in the tech tech industry, to undervalue the creativity of the the developers in the team. So they just think people, oh, he, you know, he knows how to he knows how to write code. She knows how to write code. Sit them down. They can do all the you know we're we're the ideas people. We can throw ideas at them. And the fact that they're, you know, those people are capable of writing code and capable of building apps and capable of doing those things, you know, leads to a creative mind and um, they're the kinds of people who, you know, have ideas of their own and, and have, uh, you know, creative That's solutions to things. So, yeah, I've 
I have unfortunately no, noticed that noticed that pattern um, pattern a lot. That often competent people are just, oh, you're good at this thing. Then we'll just like treat you like a robot to uh, to, to 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 produce the thing. And like that, oh, not a only code monkey, yeah, yeah, a code monkey, exactly. Yeah. And that and that inevitably burns people out, disinspires them, like 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 makes them quit quit sooner. But on top of that, it gets you worse apps because the people who know oh the technology can do this in this sort of way you're you're not harnessing or channeling the creativity okay so question how long did this one app a day rhythm keep up uh i don't remember how long i um how long it went on for but i i didn't stay long after that so once we got to that point my website thing that it was quite an interesting project even though it was kind of crazy um and you know, questionable in its legal legalities, um, it, you know, with gambling laws and that kind of thing. Essentially, um, e- even though it was it was a bit crazy, it was good fun to work on, and it was a fun project. And I was learning and building and using my own tools and stuff. Uh, that was quite fun. And you know, after we'd moved on to that, I'm just sit on an, on an app team, throwing out you know, making an app a day, just you know, wasting time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember how long it was. Maybe only. A, few weeks and i just uh, yeah i got got fed up of that and um they'd never actually given me a contract so i didn't have a notice period or anything they'd never done anything like that i think i'd asked a few times and i was getting paid every month so um they were they were paying people they just didn't hadn't sorted out any any contracts or anything so uh i just waited to the end of the month um made sure i'd been paid and then i, I just said to the the 19 year old who was now the you know the other guy like to to report to i just said like oh, you know i don't feel like i have a place here anymore we're not working on the website i'm not really an app developer and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go how long was this experience well this was only like less about four months yeah about four months yeah when when you told him you're quitting did the big boss create this whole show and turn it on you and make you play money you, make you leave crying like he did with the others? I seem to remember um, he, I don't think he was there that day or, or he wasn't around at the time, um, which I was kind of glad of. I didn't really want, I don't think he, I don't think he would have cared because, because, I mean, I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but the, I think I mentioned in the blog post that prior to this, so it wasn't really to do with me wasn't directly related to me leaving but um, prior to this like a few days before maybe the week before one day i'd been told oh the web developer in the um app business uh, sorry the, the the property business is off sick and like my very first day the, he somebody had promised the boss that this new feature on their website would be finished and ready to show him and it needed to be done even though this developer was off so they farmed me off to the the other office and sat me down and um and I basically would just worked on this new feature all day and had somebody kind of uh, that I was reporting to and she you know she was telling me what they what they needed and what the what this feature was and I was working on it and I, I got it all done fine and she was happy with it and then at the end of the day we went to present it to the boss and it was just like he I don't know I don't know whether it was really not what he wanted or there was something else going on or did just want to get rid of me but he he did this whole routine with me and just had a go and said oh this isn't what we wanted and you know this is not right and oh you know told me to go go back to apps and you know um and done this whole thing it wasn't quite as bad as the one presumably what the others uh, were like but he just yeah he really like kind of showed me up and um 
it didn't bother me the same way because I kind of knew what he was like by then. And um, as I said, I was just I was I was thinking about leaving, and I was waiting to to the end of the month to get paid. So yeah, that did happen, but it, yeah, not on the not on the same day, and not quite not sort of after after the fact. But yeah, it, this is a possibly the craziest first job story I've uh, I've I've ever heard, and um, I'm happy you've had healthy experiences since then, so you can see uh what scene work is actually like. Yeah, and I hope uh, you know I'm giving a better experience to the, some of the <laughs> the grads and uh, juniors that I work with. So um, I, uh, I yeah. hope so. Any of as we wrap up, do you have any step back pieces of advice or let or high level lessons from the story that you want to impart on OE young ones, the throngs of millions watching this? Difficult. Um, I mean, if you've got experienced people work, you know, working with, you know, you can learn a lot. You you can use that time and learn a lot from them. Um, I've worked with some really kind of talented senior people in my, you know, my sort of the ne the next job I had after this. I worked with some great senior people I looked up to, and you know, you can learn a lot from people like that. But uh, yeah, if you're in a position like I was, where there, there isn't anybody to, you know, to learn to, let's learn from. That's uh, that's a difficult thing, and I. I tried to make the most of it, like doing doing my own thing, and um, you know there were occasion there were there were all sorts of things that came, problems that came up that I never had never come up for me before, um, and I kind of dedicate some time to you know overcoming all each of those obstacles. So I have to integrate with PayPal for the first time, that kind of thing, and I have to go and look up, you know. So tackling those problems can be really daunting if you're, if you're very young, very exper inexperienced, and you you know they're, they're out of the realms of things that you've done before. Um, they can be really daunting, but um, you know everybody has had, you know everybody has to do those things at some point, and uh, just take your time and look up you know find find good resources and see what other people are doing and um, and just yeah don't don't kind of be afraid to uh, to ask for help or or look around or uh, reach out to other you know communities and other uh, other people in the in the same boat and uh, find people to learn from yeah. I think that's I think that's great advice. I would build on that and tie it into your story, which is a sense of smell is important. And I'm using smell in a metaphorical sort of way. Like if something smells fishy or funny or weird, like it's okay to like say your friends and other people you know and other people in the same profession, hey, we're doing it like this. Like is this is this normal? And um that's I, I think that's an um in and under and under your, your gut your gut is important yeah it's very, but, uh, you know you don't you don't naturally have that um that that sense of smell so you you will develop it over time and you'll you know you'll learn from all of all of these experiences in there i think in a way it's good that i went through these and some of the some of the people i'm you know i talked about that that i work with now that we have never had that uh, experience um you know they, they won't they won't be they're not tripping over those hurdles that i did so uh um, you know, it's it's a different way to to get 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 through your career, but uh, yeah, it, it can be a rewarding experience to have to have lived through. I uh, definitely agree, and these are great words of wisdom uh, uh, to to impart with everyone. Anna, you're getting wise. No, no longer the 21 year old kid at your first job anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um. Thank you for coming on. This has been interesting, fun, and enjoyable. And all you watchers, I hope you uh, 
enjoy the story and cringed and got goosebumps as much as I did uh, dur- dur- uh, dur- during this great story as well. Thank you, and until next time. Thanks very much. <laughs>